Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast. Joining us today is Marco Masaruto, the co-founder and executive manager of Kunos Simulazioni, the creators and developers of Assetto Corsa and Assetto Corsa Competizioni. As many sim racers know, the 2014 original Assetto Corsa is still played by an enthusiastic group of supporters to this day, and Competizione has just received a new generation console update, but also additional DLC with more on the way soon too. There's still a lot going on in the world of Assetto Corsa, and with the upcoming Assetto Corsa 2, a lot more to come in the future too. So, in our conversation we discussed DLC, upcoming tracks, esports, console versions, and also the upcoming sequel. If you have any ideas as to what you'd like to see from Assetto Corsa in the future, please do let us know on the Traction.gg website in the comments section, or find our YouTube channel, find this episode, and place a comment there too. We'd love your feedback. That's it for now. I'll join you on the other end, but here we are in conversation with Marco Masaruto. So Marco, thank you for joining us. How are you today? All good, thank you. What about you? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, we get to talk about Assetto Corsa, so that's always a good day. <laughs> uh, before we like dig in, I'd like to talk about, obviously, Competizione uh, and the future and the recent esports and DLC and what it's like to develop the title. But before we jump into that, what does a typical day look like for yourself? Well, uh, things have been changing in the last uh, three years a lot, uh, also due to the pandemic. If you think that in uh, 2019, I spent almost 60 days uh, uh, away from home uh, for uh, business travels and so on. And uh, things have changed a lot. So uh, I usually spend a lot of time in uh, video calls uh, like uh, this one, uh, discussing with our partners, licensors, suppliers, uh, customers. Uh, so. Uh, things have been changed a bit, and also my my role in the company is not the the anymore the same I had at the at the beginning. Uh, right. Because now I have a, a a bigger managing position. But sometimes it's uh, much more boring, honestly, because uh, yeah, you have to manage uh, uh, contract uh, agreements, uh, uh, the team, uh, and, and so on. And uh, while at the, uh, especially at the start, uh, my my job was much more close to the uh, closer to the uh, production side, uh, right. quality control and this kind of things. But we are I'm talking about the times where we were in six people, so each one uh, did a, really a lot of things, exciting right. times. Uh, today I'm very satisfied about the, the way how we we did with uh, with uh, the Acceptor World franchise. Uh, is a bigger responsibility uh, also because my the connection with the publisher now is stronger than before because uh, 505 Games uh, owns the, the Kuno Studio. Uh, we are very lucky because they guaranteed to us a, a very high level of freedom. So by this point of view, we don't have any uh, interference with, with the publisher. I see. We really trust uh, in the way how we, we, we work. And, but this is not very common usually. So uh, we have the feeling that we have the bigger shoulders uh, to make bigger projects, uh, but with the same uh, level of independence we had uh, before. I see. That seems like a good working relationship. Yeah. And um, you mentioned there that you were once like a, a very small team, maybe six people, and you were perhaps more involved in the production yeah. uh, of the titles. 
uh, how big is the, the Kunos team today? And, and what's it like working with a bigger with a bigger team? Yeah, uh, now we have uh, we have uh, 30 uh, full time employees, uh, 29 actually. Oh, okay. But if we if we consider also some uh, freelance uh, artists uh, and uh, the 505 teams that uh, cooperate with us uh, for the uh, for the good of the brand, uh, we can consider uh, 40 to 45 people. And uh, yeah, the the workflow has changed a lot because uh, uh, you need to have some uh, people that manage uh, the other little teams. Mm. Uh, so things have been changed a lot. And uh, when we started to work on Competizione, we were not used yet uh, uh, to manage a bigger team. At that time, we were, I think, uh, uh, 18 people when we start to work on Competizione. And it was a completely new project. So the, the, we didn't have a sort of track uh, that the guys uh, followed, uh, uh, just jumping in an existing project, but it was a, a new one. And we, we needed some time and also some management course in order to uh, being used to, to work in a, in a bigger team because it's uh, much more I complex see. than before. That's still a relatively compact team in terms of video games as a whole, they say. Absolutely. There's some giant companies out there. So you still have Absolutely. a lot of control of the, the quality, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, recently, there was the Challengers Pack DLC released amongst the many things that we're going to discuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a, do you have a favorite car from the selection yourself? Well, actually, it's a sort of dream pack, so all the cars are nice. But I don't want to be politically correct. <laughs> uh, I have my favorite one that is the the Porsche GT3 Cup, but yes, no. uh, not without a reason. Uh, but uh, I think mainly because I had the, the privilege to to drive it on the track uh, in Brno last year. I had the chance for business to... purposes. Yeah, sure. It's a, you know, it's a dirty job that must be done. You know. <laughs> so actually, I had this uh, this uh, chance, I was there to to drive a GP2 car uh, within uh, Thomas uh, Hagenheimer, that is the CEO and founder of uh, the Fanatec uh, brand. Ah, yeah. And in the pit boxes closer to us, uh, there was this uh, GT3 Cup uh, team. Uh, it was there for testing, and uh, they offered me. Uh, the chance to drive the car and I say, okay, why not? <laughs> so four very exciting laps uh, until the last one because I got a lot of confidence uh, by the very beginning with the car, with this car. But it was uh, very cold because uh, there were, uh, I think, uh, 10 to 11 degrees and they're not the best possible conditions so for tires. And uh, at the fourth lap, I had a bad spin uh, at the rear. Oops. So yeah, oops is the right <laughs> word uh, because I, I, I started to, to push a bit more and uh, I was uh, lucky enough uh, just to avoid uh, a big crash to the barriers. So, so just uh, very little scratches, uh, just uh, okay. a polish uh, and, and that's <laughs> it. There was, uh, I was really, really lucky because uh, uh, when we go outside, uh, we, we were pushing a bit. So, but uh, uh, I have been good enough uh, uh, to, to avoid the crash. But uh, okay. despite of this, has been a, a really great experience because the feeling I had with that car, it was uh, awesome. And it was like I, I drove that car uh, much time uh, before. So definitely, I, despite the, 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 the little crash, I have a very good memory of that test uh, and definitely the, the, the car we reproduced in, uh, in the DLC really represents uh, very well okay. uh, 
also the handling of the of the real one. You're one of the few people now that can directly relate that and say, yes, this is right. realistic. <laughs> yeah, right, definitely. <laughs> and thankfully, uh, it was uh, you were able to polish out the light scratches because unlike the game, if you have a big incident, the bill can be quite quite a lot. <laughs> can be very expensive, can't it? Um, what have you seen any fan feedback to the new uh, pack so far? Well, the the, the feedback was uh, just uh, enthusiastic. Uh, mm. We we need uh, some good time before to release a new DLC usually because we pay a lot of attention of uh, each single detail. This, I think this is one of the uh, strong, uh, stronger points in our team, uh, because we have uh, developers that are before sim racers. So they really uh, pay a lot of attention of each single detail. And when they see that there is a, a margin of improvement, they, 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 go, they go for it. So, and uh, we are lucky enough to, to have a very a big community that can appreciate this kind of uh, approach and uh, they really appreciate the quality of, uh, of uh, the products we, we release. So uh, the feedback has been very good also with uh, this uh, DLC that was uh, successful uh, both in terms of uh, uh, sales and new users uh, and, mm. uh, and the feedback we received from the community. That's good. I think it's very affordable for what you get as well, right? It's not an expensive well, DLC. We, it's we always try to keep this policy uh, to to keep the the, the prices uh, as lower as possible in order to let the as as many people as possible to uh, to to enjoy it. Uh, the problem is that in the in the last few years, some things are changing in the licensing uh, policy. They they are getting much more expensive uh, than before. And uh, the, also the licensors and the car manufacturers are much more keen. Uh, to uh, make sure that their brand uh, and their cars uh, are represented in a proper way. And this requires uh, an even uh, bigger workflow at our side, especially for the submission and approval process. Mm. Uh, so, and this results in uh, additional costs uh, also at uh, our side. So, but as, as uh, longer we can uh, keep the, the, the prices uh, lower, we'll yeah. be happy if uh, people can uh, appreciate it because I, I think it's a, it's a good investment that comes back with a very good and positive uh, reputation mm. for the set of a brand, uh, for our team. Uh, people really like our approach in uh, the development. So uh, as soon as we can continue like this, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll do it. Oh, well, fingers crossed that that continues to be the case. Uh, it's interesting <laughs> that you mentioned the licensing increasing in costs because I wonder uh, maybe if with sim racing and esports growing, especially over the last two years, I yeah. wonder then if license holders are like, oh, hang on a minute, we can uh, charge more for that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a this, big is, challenge. this is another point, in fact, because uh, the esports, the e especially during the pandemic, uh, mm. has brought the sim racing to a different level and a different focus also. Uh, in the way how the, the manufacturers and the, the big sponsors uh, look at it. It's not anymore uh, right. a sim racing game. It's uh, becoming much more business. So also the manufacturers are very, very keen uh, to verify that uh, all the brands, the stickers uh, and uh, anything else uh, is uh, at the right place. Exactly like uh, it was a, a TV show. So I see. We, we, are, we are happy about it because we, we work at 
so many years in order to make uh, sim racing very popular. Yeah, well, so far, that certainly seems to be the case. And the Challengers pack, like I say, is, is very good value for money, in my opinion. Um, you mentioned there about actually making sure all the stickers are in the right place. And one of the really interesting things I thought in the Challengers pack was the Valentino Rossi livery, yeah. which is from this season's uh, GT World Challenge uh, Europe. What was it like having number 46 in the Seto Corsa Competizione, right? Which it, maybe if someone asked that a couple of years ago, that would be a strange question, right? Well, we, we had it uh, two years ago, just uh, in the middle of the pandemic, uh, we had a uh, racing uh, celebrity night uh, and uh, Valentino Rossi within a lot of uh, other riders from the MotoGP joined this, uh, this uh, race with the Seto Corsa Competizione. So I had the chance uh, to, to talk with him a bit and it was a very, very nice experience. He's a very easy guy and he was very kind to, to everybody. And mm. uh, this is not so, so common, especially if you uh, consider the, the big name uh, of yeah. uh, Valentino Rossi. <laughs> but uh, he really appreciated also the, uh, the level of uh, the simulation. And uh, I think that uh, having him uh, in this uh, World Challenge competition is very good for, uh, for the championship. Uh, because he can uh, bring uh, the attention also from the media and from the from uh, the, the the public uh, to a uh, GT Challenge competition that really deserves this level of interest uh, because it's a very high level competition with the best possible cars, uh, the, the best tracks in the world, and. Uh, uh, with Competizione, we had a bit of uh, popularity to the, uh, the World Challenge in the, in the last mm. uh, three years. has been a, a very good relationship also with them. So uh, we believe that uh, Valentino Rossi arrived at the right time, at the right place. And uh, we'll see how we'll go in the future. Uh, the, yeah. the first race uh, it was uh, quite good. Uh, he made a mistake because he missed the, the pit stop area. So he had to mm. make another lap uh, to make the pit stop. And uh, despite of this, uh, he arrived, uh, uh, the team arrived uh, 16 or 17, maybe uh, on uh, 45 uh, drivers. So uh, not that bad for, for our, our first race. Uh, we'll see in the future how, how we go, but uh, I'm confident that uh, we, we will uh, show his, right. his talent. It's such a different discipline. I mean, certainly on speed, he's very close in lap time, right? And the yeah. pit stops is like a new procedure. So he's learned that yeah. lesson now. In the next in the next races, hopefully he'll he'll step it up. But he's got some good teammates to learn from. Yeah. So he's obviously competing in the GT World Challenge Series, which is run by SRO. Mm -hmm. uh, how you obviously have a very good relationship with that organizing body. Yeah. But how did that partnership originally come about? Well, it was a. Uh... Looks like that we, we met at the very right time. Uh, me and Stefano, we were traveling back uh, in the uh, 2016 uh, from a business uh, trip. And we started to discuss about, okay, uh, Seto Corsa is uh, performing well, uh, is successful, uh, we can uh, continue to work uh, on it for uh, a few years and so on, but uh, what next? And, uh, the problem was that at the time, uh, the Kunos team uh, was uh, uh, too dependent uh, uh, from Stefano and myself. Uh, mm. Myself from a, from a managing point of view. But most important, uh, he was dependent by Stefano from a technological point of view. If you think that he, he wrote uh, the 95% of the, of the code of Assetto Corsa. Right. 
And wow. then uh, eventually other people, other programmers uh, came and they brought a very good uh, uh, contribute to, to, the, to the level of the quality of the game with new features and so on. But the, the core of the engine was uh, wrote by Stefan himself. And uh, for the future, we, we wanted to expand the responsibilities uh, in, in the team and uh, also some other uh, companies uh, like also Milestone decided to, to move uh, and they employed 200 people. Uh, mm. and they, they decided to, to move to Arial 4 engine. Uh, like uh, Simbin at the time, uh, they claimed yeah. that they, they were going to be to do and uh, also um, Carcraft uh, did. So mm -hmm. it, it was looking like that Unreal Engine was uh, uh, a good chance also for, uh, for us. But uh, since Assetto Corsa 1 was uh, still a very successful uh, product and it, it, it still is, uh, despite the fact that yeah, it doesn't receive any update from uh, the end of uh, 17. And it was no sense uh, to, to produce an Assetto Corsa 2 uh, game uh, at that time. So also in order to, to test uh, a very new engine to us, that it was a jump uh, in, uh, in, uh, in the dark, uh, especially for a very sophisticated uh, uh, racing game like Assetto Corsa can be. Uh, we wanted to create a, a game, a game, a simulation with, with uh, far less than 200 cars and uh, too many tracks, uh, because uh, the real engine at the time to us was uh, a big question mark. So we also decided that uh, would be a, a good idea and a very good uh, curiosity to us uh, to create uh, a, a new racing uh, simulation that was dedicated to a specific racing series because Assetto Corsa is very popular, but is a generic uh, uh, simulation where you can find the Fiat Abarth uh, 500 from the 60s uh, to the latest uh, Ferrari prototype. Uh, we wanted to see uh, what we were able to do with a racing series with uh, one tire compound, uh, one uh, kind of racing rules, and blah blah blah. And uh, we evaluated the, the, the best option on the, on the on the field. And uh, except for the Formula One, that was uh, too expensive and was an exclusive uh, uh, for Codemaster at the time and still now. And the other two options that were in interest to us were the WEC, uh, so the Endurance with Le Mans and so on, mm -hmm. and the World Challenge that at the time was named the Blank Pain GT Series. And uh, we, we decided to go for with the Blank Pain, uh, Blanc Pain, um, because of the, the, the number of the tracks in the calendar were higher, far higher than in the WEC. Right. And because we wanted to uh, create cars uh, that uh, were and are very popular to very different kind of users. I mean, the GT cars like Ferrari, Aston Martin, uh, Lamborghini, Audi, uh, and so on. They are very beautiful cars and they are not so extreme to drive. So we, we contacted the SRO to have a meeting with them to, to see if they were interested to, to create, to have a... Uh, again, based on their uh, series, and they were just happy because at the time they were actually looking for a specific uh, simulation uh, dedicated on their franchise. Uh, and what they said is, it was that uh, okay, MotoGP, Formula One, uh, WEC, or the, the WRC, they have their official games, uh, and we don't. So you are uh, totally welcome. Mm. 
and uh, we we found a very good agreement. <laughs> they supported us a lot uh, in terms of uh, uh, supporting us uh, also with the teams. Uh, we we have been very welcomed also by the race teams and the and the drivers because many of them they were already using Assetto Corsa for their training. And uh, when they discovered that uh, we were going to produce uh, uh, their official uh, uh, simulation, uh, they really uh, gave us a very good uh, contribute and support in order to create the best possible uh, uh, simulation of the GT3 championship. I see. It seems like it was very good timing. They were looking for someone. You were looking for them. Happy wasn't days. wasn't just perfect, but uh, we, we were lucky. <laughs> yeah. You need a, you need a bit of luck, uh, you know. <laughs> That's true. And also a lot of hard work, but it Absolutely. seems like it's worked out very well. And actually, it's not just uh, the platform, it's also the SRO Esports that, that use Assetto Corsa Competizione. There's a, a new season with the Sprint Europe uh, Championship just starting actually the day before we've recorded this. And there's also several other esports events that the platform's used for, right? Yeah. Whether it's SimGrid or Ferrari Esports this year, is using used Assetto Corsa last year, but also Competizione for this yeah. year. So, firstly, do you have any involvement in the, the setup or arrangement of, of these esports event or discussions? And secondly, what do you think are the next steps esports can take to become even even more popular? Well, with uh, SRO and Ferrari and Lamborghini, for example, now also with Alpine, Alpine, uh, mm. we we have a, a direct uh, relationship and we we support them uh, in the way how they need uh, for for the competition, uh, for the esports uh, program. Uh, because they are uh, officially sports programs like uh, the one uh, Ferrari did right this year with uh, Bellas and the, and the mm. GT Challenge. So it's very important to us uh, to support them in a way uh, they can be happy and on the other side they can uh, uh, show uh, the set towards the franchise at the very best. So we, we try to guarantee them the, the support they need. Uh, I have to say that we, we manage the software and the, the functionalities in a way that uh, makes uh, these organizations very independent uh, from us in the way how they, they can uh, uh, manage the, the championship. So for the future, what uh, uh, I think that uh, we can improve, but we as uh, uh, sim racing developers, not just Kunos, is that uh, maybe in the future we could work uh, to provide... Uh, uh, even better broadcasting uh, systems and tools uh, for the for the for the marshals uh, to evaluate uh, um, race accidents or things like this because uh, esports is becoming uh, far far more professional than in the past. <laughs> so and we see that uh, also in the real Formula One uh, last year we 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 saw some uh, little mess <laughs> here and there. So it's not easy at all. Definitely. But I think that uh, we can uh, allow uh, even more uh, players and drivers to, to join these competitions and enjoy them, uh, providing to the organizations uh, the, the, the tools they need uh, in order to, to push the esports at the best. Yeah, it's doing really well at the minute, but there's always scope to improve. And like you say there, with the big explosion the last couple of years, uh, yeah. marshalling and camera angles and would be... Uh, probably the next step forward there. Fully agree with that. That'd be really cool. Yeah. And th there's another eSports series I wanted to touch upon, which is very unique and deeply embedded with SRO, which is the Fanatec eSports GT Pro uh, series, which returned for this year. And so I'll just quickly explain for those who don't know, it's on the real 
GT World Challenge Europe weekend, and unlike the Saturday night, for example, some of the real drivers compete in a set of course of competizione at the track. Yeah. And there's actually teams championships points up for up for grabs as well, up to five for this year, which yeah. is very interesting and unique. Uh, what do you think about this this championship? Have you have you seen it and how involved have you been? Absolutely, it's a, it's a terrific because. Uh, um, Honestly, I was a bit skeptical about the response of the uh, race drivers and teams when SRO uh, proposed them uh, to have a virtual championship with points that actually have a weight in the real championship. And uh, this is a, a revolution, honestly. And yeah. uh, we were really and were surprised to see that the 50% of the overall teams they really welcome the idea at the very first uh, chance and uh, eventually also the other joined the, the competition uh, in a very professional way uh, and they started to to have a lot of training uh, to train their drivers uh, to use the simulator even more and i'm very happy to see this uh, great connection between uh, real and virtual because i i think that we never saw anything like this in the in the past I mean, uh, using the virtual uh, uh, races uh, uh, to to uh, affect in some way the real championship is something that has not been before. Uh, I have to say that mm -hmm. at uh, SRO they have been very brave, but uh, on the other side, uh, they knew already that uh, they could count uh, on a software that was uh, very reliable, very realistic, and even also very appreciated from the real drivers. That is very important because they, if the real drivers don't like competizione, mm. uh, it would be a very big issue. <laughs> and uh, this was not the case. So we are really proud about this uh, thing that uh, SRO made and uh, will we'll continue to support uh, the championship also this year. Yeah, that's, it's brilliant. I think I was initially speaking candidly, uh, a little skeptical when it was first announced. And then actually when you see one or two rounds of it happening, you're like, oh no, this is really cool. This is very different. And it actually helps elevate esports in general, right? Because yeah. there's nothing else like it. So um, kudos for, and, uh, for working also, on that. Thank you. And also there is another aspect that is not secondary because uh, there are some drivers that possibly sometime in, in the real world, they, they don't try, they, they, they don't drive their, their ideal car or in the ideal team. And mm. uh, they can use the competition also to, to show their skill and talent. Uh, yes, so this that's true. can be also a promotional way uh, to show that they are very good uh, at the steering wheel. And uh, I think this is a very, uh, a very demo democratic thing uh, because they can actually uh, prove their skill uh, uh, no matter what about their budget, their money, and so on. So if uh, uh, competition will be used by someone to push his uh, career, uh, we will be very happy about that. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. And it's a very good point. Yeah, like you say, sometimes a driver can't necessarily determine uh, what team or the car setup sometimes or the teammate that they're paired with. And here, they're just, they're just racing, right? Stepping away slightly from esports, I also want to touch upon because there's so much, there's so much that's been happening recently in the world of Assetto Corsa. Yeah. So, new version of Competizione on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S. It launched uh, recently. Mm -hmm. I believe Untold Games had a hand in the conversion. Yeah. Uh, what was it like uh, seeing the game transfer over to PC in a, in a, a much 
better visual representation than what happened previously with PS4 and Xbox One? Well, uh, it's not definitely a, a copy and paste operation uh, because we shared the, 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 the source code, of course, with Untold Games. They did a really brilliant job and uh, taking advantage of the performance of the Gen 9 uh, consoles is much more easy than with PS4 and Xbox One uh, to, to have an asset towards a competition that is really close to the PC version. Uh, so the, we shared the, the, the source code with uh, Untold Games and we supported them uh, uh, also to create some specific uh, features because uh, uh, for us it's uh, absolutely mandatory that the physics must be the same uh, despite of the, the platform where you use it. So since uh, on console you need to optimize uh, the, the, the software a lot, uh, you compare it with a, with a PC where you can have, uh, let me say, a sort of unlimited uh, uh, power if you spend mm. 3,000 3, euros for a PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're <laughs> quite wealthy. Not, <laughs> that is not a secondary detail. Uh, but uh, we need to make a lot of uh, optimizations on console. And we also need uh, to uh, respect the requirements uh, that Sony and Microsoft uh, uh, ask uh, to approve the game and uh, to to release it, to publish it. So we worked with Untold Games uh, in order to support them uh, as much as uh, we can uh, in, in terms of uh, optimizing, especially the uh, 3D assets, uh, the cars, uh, materials, uh, trucks, in a way that uh, we don't lose anything in terms of uh, uh, fidelity, but we can optimize mm. it, uh, uh, the game, a, a bit more specifically for, for the console. And they did uh, the 95% of the, of the job because we, we gave them uh, uh, some uh, specific support, especially for the multiplayer, uh, because also on console we work on right. uh, with a dedicated server technology, where usually on console the peer-to-peer -peer is uh, the, the most used also because of the uh, limitations that Sony and Microsoft applies. Uh, so, yeah, the, cool. it's a very complex process. Uh, and uh, I have to say that Antol Games managed it uh, quite well. Is the console market important, Kuno Simulazioni? Of course, I know the majority of the player base and fan base is primarily on PC first, but it, it clearly must be uh, relevant to launching those consoles, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. Absolutely. If you consider that, uh, for example, with Assetto Versa 1, uh, that was not uh, designed uh, at the beginning to be released also on console. Uh, mm. It was designed to be a PC-only uh, application. Um, and eventually, when we released it also on console, we didn't expect that uh, at today, uh, the overall say on the overall sales of Assetto Warsaw 1, uh, almost the 40% come from uh, PlayStation and uh, Xbox. And uh, this is uh, really see. relevant because on console, uh, we don't have any modding uh, uh, compatibility. Uh, so you, you get the game exactly like uh, it is. And uh, on PC, Assetto Versa 1 is still very popular also thanks to the, to the modding features and content. But the 40%, almost the 40% of overall sales from right. the console. And these... Uh, is quite relevant for a simulation like a set of course. So definitely the, the, the console market and audience are very important to us. Uh, we are, and we, we, we still are a PC developer mainly. Uh, so 
sometimes we struggle when we have to work uh, with uh, external teams uh, uh, because it, uh, you need to think things in a, in a way that can, they can work. And uh, this is not uh, always easy because on PC, when you have an hotfix, you can just, uh, you have to, to test it, but once uh, you, you feel you are ready, you can just uh, upload it and release it. On console, you need to move uh, uh, through another uh, submission uh, process. Uh, the, the build must be approved. Uh, so it's, it's much more complex as, and uh, less flexible, especially for a little team like, like us. Uh, if you think that in the sim racing world, uh, th there are no other uh, products like uh, Set Awards or Competizione made uh, from a team of 30 people that are available for PC, yeah, true. Xbox and, uh, mm -hmm. and PlayStation. So, but there is a price to, to pay and these, uh, these prices are huge uh, workflow. Towards the end of last year, there was version 1.8, as it was called for Competizione, which uh, was a, a big step forward in my opinion. So congratulations on the launch of that. Thank you. Will this be coming to the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S versions? Well, uh, we made a big mistake with the 1.8 version of uh, Competizione. Ah. Uh, and the mistake, yeah, the mistake uh, is the name because uh, it should be called uh, Assetto Corsa Competizione 2. <laughs> actually, okay. <laughs> actually, we 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 can see that we can say that we we remade the gray, the game uh, from scratch in terms of uh, wow. Uh, features, uh, new features, uh, improvements, uh, update. Uh, it's required uh, uh, 10 months in the development and uh, it usually change also the physics, uh, the tire model, the aerodynamics uh, and uh, a lot of other things. So uh, also the, the, the process needed to, to bring uh, the 1.8 version of uh, Competizione on console uh, is getting uh, longer than uh, expected, but uh, I, I think that uh, we'll, we'll reach the, also the, the new gen consoles uh, these, uh, within uh, this, uh, this summer or the end of this summer. Oh, okay, that's we good. are still investigating, but uh, yeah. it's definitely in the schedule. Brilliant. And I'm assuming then potentially, or hopefully in the future, the challenges pack that's on PC now might be available there as well. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be released uh, when we release the 1.8 version because it takes advantage of the physics, of right. the new physics. Uh, but uh, I think that it will be available at the very same day. Wonderful. That's fantastic news. Uh, so speaking about the future holistically then, not just console, but for people who are uh, on PC already, um, last year there was a teaser which had some cars, which has now been released. But in my opinion, this is my opinion, I thought I saw an American circuit in there. So I know obviously you probably can't say a few things, but um, will there be some new tracks for Assetto Corsa Competizione? Let's, let's ask it like that. Yeah, the, the answer yes. is yes. And uh, yeah. And Is it more uh, than one circuit or just one circuit? No, no, it will be a bunch of uh, new tracks. I think that they will make the community very happy. Uh, because they are very popular tracks. Uh, spoiler: there is no the Northern Life, so <laughs> I'm sorry, but because uh, before you ask, before the community asks, uh, will not include the Northern Life. So sorry to disappoint a uh, lot of people, but uh, it's still. But uh, we'll include uh, um, some tracks, 
and we are uh, uh, we didn't uh, announce the, the the tracks yet because uh, we are closing uh, the, the licensing agreements uh, and uh, uh, I said before uh, now they are much more they pay much more attention also to the communication so uh, since it was very challenging uh, to 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 find an agreement a licensing agreement uh, I don't I don't want to mess uh, it up uh, right now that we are That's very fine. close to the sign <laughs> but uh, I can confirm that we uh, will have a new bunch of uh, circuits for for competition mm. that uh, should uh, should arrive uh, this uh, this summer nice oh well thank you very much for the for clarification there So that's obviously new content. I'd like to ask about the new project, if that's okay. So I think it's already been, it's in the public domain anyway, right? So Seta Corsa 2 or a sequel to Seta Corsa is in the works by yourselves. Currently slated for 2024. How is it, how is the development and planning going at present? So let me bring the crystal ball to answer this question. Okay, <laughs> here we go. So uh, actually, it's curious that uh, I don't remember where the 2024 uh, ah, okay. comes from, but maybe... Well, let's clarify it now. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't know, but uh, actually uh, it could be, it could be, it could be. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Definitely it's not a work later. in progress. Definitely, yeah, 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 it's definitely in progress. Uh, well, uh, how is the development or uh, progressing on the present? We are in a phase now uh, where we need to imagine what uh, Seto Gorsa 2 will be because we are uh, developing a new um, technology for the engine. We mm. will not use a real engine 4 uh, because we need uh, uh, more flexibility because a real engine is a, is a terrific engine, is, a, is great. And uh, I think that games like uh, Ride or MotoGP or Assetto Corsa Competizione that are racing games that use uh, Unreal Engine 4, uh, they prove it to be uh, great games, actually. Uh, but for the size of the team and uh, for the way how we are used to, to work, except for the fact that we, we also like to, to, be, to think about ourselves like uh, uh, technology provider and not just, uh, let me say, gaming developers, Uh, we like to, to work even more on uh, our technology also because these allow us to create uh, those specific tools and features that we need uh, specifically for a racing, uh, a racing simulation. Why instead uh, a real engine uh, or any other 30 party engine is usually designed to, to cover any kind of games from the platform to the yeah. shooting maps uh, and, uh, and so on. And uh, definitely, Unreal Engine has not been designed uh, uh, with the uh, racing games in mind. So we are very happy about uh, what we did with the Competizione, uh, with the Epic Games. But now we are uh, uh, developing a new technology in order to fit better with, uh, with our needs. And uh, in all these, we are working also on the, on the, new, on the new Assetto Corsa. It's uh, quite early to, to discuss about what uh, will be, which kind of features we will have. Uh, it will be definitely a, a, a sequel to Assetto Corsa 1. Okay. While the competition is a, can be considered a sort of spin-off because it's uh, dedicated to a, a racing series, right. uh, Assetto Corsa 2 will be a proper to uh, easy game. Uh, but we are also working on some completely new kind of content and features, it will be uh, a straight simulation. So we are not going to, to change the DNA 
of uh, our franchise because it will not good, make good. Uh, any sense. But yep. so we are working also to uh, make it uh, even more interesting uh, for a wider audience, not changing the nature of the of the simulation, so not making it uh, more arcadeish. Uh, uh, just to please uh, a brighter audience, uh, but we we want to include some new features that uh, can be interesting uh, both for the sim racers uh, and also for for the for players that maybe uh, they never used a racing game before or they come from an arcade game and they want okay. something more mm. in terms of uh, um, simulation value. And we'll see is uh, is a big challenge to us because we wanted to to make something that was interesting also to us to work on. And uh, is, uh, is getting us very, very busy. And uh, yeah, I can are, imagine. Yeah, we are confident that, uh, and we are very curious to see which will be the reaction of people when we will uh, announce it. But uh, it's uh, definitely early to, to discuss uh, it now. Okay. All right. Well, that, that was still a lot, a lot more information than I thought there, Marco. <laughs> Basically, color me, color me intrigued. I suppose the other thing I will ask about that, because I, I know we can't say too much at the minute, but um, do you think it's going to be a challenge to persuade people who maybe have the original or first set of also on PC? They've downloaded and applied all these mods. They've got every tracker car under the sun. So how how are you going to persuade them that actually a set of also a sequel is a worthwhile investment? Well, actually, we, we can't uh, win uh, against the uh, uh, some million people community that are very right, talented exactly. to, yeah. to create uh, great content or new features. I saw some videos on YouTube with a set of Ursa that was, uh, uh, was really recognizable with uh, the, the original set of Ursa. And I'm very proud mm. to see what the community did. Uh, and sometimes we, we had this uh, joke uh, in the team, uh, and we know very well that uh, Setogorsa 2 must be at least at the same level, or even better, the, the best, uh, at the best level of uh, Setogorsa on one on steroids, uh, on modern steroids, uh, is now. So, because we need to pay with, uh, with the level of uh, with, uh, what uh, the community did uh, with uh, Setogorsa 1. Um, we believe that uh, we can make the difference uh, in uh, not in terms of content, uh, because uh, being a, a 30 developers team, and uh, if we, we just have the other 50 people to the team, uh, it will not work, because it's not the way how it can work, especially in the way mm. how you can uh, guarantee uh, the same level of attention to the details uh, and, and so on. I think that uh, Assetto Corsa 2 will please the uh, will please the, the the AC1 community in the way how it can offer new features, new gameplay, and uh, new things uh, mm. to to play with. Uh, and eventually, we believe that uh, mostly of the community from AC1 and uh, also ACC will will migrate to to the new one. And uh, not because it will be necessarily better, uh, because uh, there is always marginal improvement, but because uh, I think that it will be something new. And uh, we, we try in the last two years to understand uh, the way how people play with uh, AC1 today. And uh, 
we are taking the same direction. So we, we'll see if uh, uh, we can do something that uh, mm. will, uh, will uh, interest the community. Interesting. And then judging by the comment section, and I think you've alluded to it already, if the Nord Sleaf is in there, I think you're on to a winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but definitely the, the Nord Sleaf will be in Assetto Corsa 2. It's, it's a matter of principle, you know, so... Okay, that's good. But <laughs> it's, it's not a surprise because it's one of the most popular uh, racetrack uh, yeah. ever, so it would not make any sense to exclude it from, from, the, from the field. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, um, okay, well, I don't want to waste up, uh, take up any more of your time because, as we've discussed there, uh, you've got all sorts going on, whether that's Assetto Corsa Competizione, DLC, or a new project in the future. So, simply, Marco, thank you very much for your time. Has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for your time. And thank you for uh, watching us. All right. Well, that was our chat with Marco from Kunos. We really appreciated his time. We hope you enjoyed it. Clearly, he's very, very busy. And there's a lot to come in the future for that studio and that gaming franchise, as you can tell. If you did enjoy it, please do subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts and follow and review on Spotify if you're listening on either of those platforms. If you're on YouTube, please do leave a comment, like I said before, please, about what you would like to see from Assetto Corsa in the future. Next week, we're going to be speaking to Valerio Gallo, perhaps the world's quickest Gran Turismo driver. He's also inside Gran Turismo 7. You may have come across him. But for now, keep it pinned. Keep it pinned.